to Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. Uh, We get together about twice a week typically, and we chew on God's Word. And one thing we wanted to do as an extension of our ministries here at University Fellowship Church is um, not just talk about the headier things, the things we're chewing on and thinking about, but also what are the practical things that we're doing. And so uh, to do this, we decided to bring um, a member of our outreach team on to kind of share with us what is our outreach doing, um, why is it doing that, and give you guys behind the scenes of what it looks like to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. So I have Jane Camerzelt with us here. Hello, Jane. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you and um, give us some insight into all the incredible things you guys are doing. I mean, I, I was just sharing with you earlier how encouraging it's been to hear how intentional you guys are being. And so you wanted to come along and give us kind of an overview of what's going on. Yes, I do. First of all, the outreach team used to be called the Missions Committee. <laughs> so Sometimes I'll slip, and I may say outreach, I may say missions, but it's the same thing. Perfect. So what I wanted to share today is just sort of a big overview of what the purpose of this team is and who our ministry partners are that University Fellowship is supporting. Our team isn't doing it. We get to be the conduit for communication and for some funding decisions. So here's the official... Statement. The purpose of the outreach team is to align with the greater church body by supporting local and global efforts that expand the footprint of the kingdom of God through gospel proclamation, discipleship, and church planning. There you have it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's an important piece of this because that is kind of the rudder that helps you guys make decisions, right? It really is. It, it really is. So what I'd like to do is go back and talk about when the church started, what was the mindset and the philosophy? So in the beginning, Brett <laughs> and the founders of UFC decided that 10% of the giving to the church would be allocated to outward ministries to avoid being solely focused inward. At that time, outward meant local ministries focusing on the U of O and in Eugene. The decision-making matrix meant that To be considered for funding, the work primarily needed to be done by university fellowship members and or mission organizations such as campus outreach with shared value and mission. Usually, we supported existing work, and all of this was with short-term renewable commitments. So we wanted to support, but we weren't going to make a long-term Commitment. It was something that would be reviewed on a regular basis. Gotcha. So UFC not only wanted to support direct evangelism, such as the campus ministries, but also strategically invest in the local community. So this way we could balance the good works that would raise our profile as a light in the community. And some of the doors God opened up in those early years were in service to the Eugene Police Department when Brett served as one of the chaplains for several years. We also made a significant contribution toward a White Bird Cahoots van, and we contributed to Bridgeway House, which is a local treatment center. So these were things that weren't direct evangelism, but they were certainly helping with the well-being of the community. 
In more recent years, we've served the folks at community-supported shelters with the shower trailer, one of our homemade creations, I'll have you know, (laughs) which is two trailers made from a converted horse trailer. This was a huge hit with the people who were able to have a hot shower come to them. Today, some of those relationships that were formed from that experience remained because, after all, it was never really about the showers. It was to build relationships. Mm -hmm. So that was the local early scene, if you will. Outreach expanded when Robert and Linda Grimaud came. Ferris Gilchrist and another church member met an out-of-town contact, and several of our local people left Eugene to spread the gospel internationally. Voila, our (laughs) outreach went to South Asia, Haiti, Australia, Eastern Europe, South Africa, and Iceland. Wow. Pretty soon, the global outreach eclipsed the local outreach from a financial standpoint as far as funding. Mm -hmm. The decision was made to have a dedicated team within UFC, which used to be called the Mission Committee, and now it's the outreach team, to filter these funding requests to monitor and care for our local and global partners, and to regularly evaluate and decide appropriate level of funding on an annual basis. Somebody had to keep in touch with these people and keep track of what they're doing, how they're doing, and make sure that we were keeping our end of the partnership too. Yeah. So periodically, the focus of the funding and mission strategy is reviewed by the pastoral staff and updated. And we recently went through a revision in the last few months. So I want to share that with you because I want it to be really clear to all the listeners what our focus and direction is. Yeah. Yeah. The pastors have been prayerfully considering the direction and focus of the team, and it has decided that we are moving more towards supporting direct evangelism and church planning and away from supporting administrative and support decisions in the field. Church planning in unreached areas is a primary focus, and we are well positioned with our work in the 1040 area, if you know what that is, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as the partners we work with are doing just that. Just for an example, in that part of the world, India will surpass China as the most populous country on earth, and it also has the most unreached people. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of opportunity there. By strategically partnering with South Asian ministers in different countries in those areas who have a heart for their country, we are more effectively reaching the unreached than if we tried to do this on our own. Mm. But this isn't just about numbers, Chris. It's about reaching the loss. Mm -hmm. For example, in Iceland, the numbers are small, but the darkness is great. And I'm not just talking about those long nights. (laughs) Did you know that the sun rises at 10 and sets at 2.30 in the winter? Oh, my goodness. I know. Pretty wild. That is wild. <laughs> so I asked the Icelanders, so what do you do? And they said, we eat ice cream a lot. <laughs> so they Keep go that for dopamine coffee. Up. Yeah. They go for coffee and ice cream. So, <laughs> what can I say? Mm. And it can get real discouraging for our missionaries there. So we focus on coming alongside them and their church with frequent contact. While money is important with them, missionary care is even more important. In fact, last year we sent Robert and Linda to encourage and minister to them for three months. I was able to join them for a couple of weeks in the summer when the sun never set and it was light all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And it was very interesting to observe the work there. It helped me get an understanding of the soul of Iceland and the unique challenges they face in ministry there. And it's very different than 
what we face here mm-hmm. and what our partners in the third world countries face. Yeah, they're very much post post Christian. <laughs> yes, yes, they they're all Christians, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful architecture and a lot of empty churches. So, to give you kind of an overview of where we are today, now we support six direct evangelism and church planning global missionaries. So, these are people that are directly out in the field doing church planning and evangelism. Mm -hmm. We also work in conjunction with five additional global ministry partners where we support pieces of their work. We don't support all of what they do, but we do have a significant partnership in some areas. We also support two people that work in administrative capacities in their respective global ministries. So that's globally. Now, locally, we fund two missionaries directly that are doing evangelism work here, and we we are supporting a new pastor at another church. And that's an interesting story that we'll get to another time. <laughs> he has ties with UFC as he used to go here years ago. Hmm. He left and then he has come back to this area and is pastoring in a church. In addition, we make regular contributions to five local organ- organizations who do evangelism and compassion work. We've also had requests for one-time contributions to special special needs, both globally and locally. And of course, when we can, we certainly want to support that. Mm-hmm. So if we add all that up, it's 21 different people and ministries that we intentionally connect with and support on a regular basis. So that's kind of the 30,000-foot view of the scope of what we've done up to this point and what we're doing now. The exciting part is where we're going and getting to know our ministry partners in greater depth. So I'm really looking forward to be able to explain each one of these in more detail as time permits. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, Thank you so much for bringing this and giving us kind of an introduction of what the outreach is doing oftentimes behind the scenes. You know, we don't always know um, the larger church body. And so this is such a valuable opportunity to say, hey, this is what we're doing and it's making an impact and and uh, people's lives are being changed for the kingdom. So I appreciate you taking the time. Well, I'm thrilled to do that. And if there's one thing I would like to leave our listeners with, mm-hmm. it's that missions isn't for them out there. Mm-hmm. Missions comes from within us and who we are is how we minister. And if we aren't missionaries here, in our heart, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, what would be different if we went to another country? Mm-hmm. Got to be an extension of who we are. Yeah. So we thought that perhaps changing the name of our group to Outreach would remove that perceived barrier that a missionary is one of them, and yeah. I'm not that. Yeah, because, somewhere else. Right, because mm-hmm. Outreach is all of us, and that's mm-hmm. who we are. I agree, and I love that, and I'm excited to glean what our our missionaries are doing and think through how we can incorporate that here. So awesome. Thank you, Jane. We will get you next time. Sounds good. Thank you. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.